Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 127 of the Real Flicks Podcast. My name's Weenie, and joining me tonight is The Butt. Together, we're Weenie and The Butt. Josh? Weenie and The Butt in the morning. <laughs> that's a, that's an underrated Family Guy bit. I think they should bring Weenie and The Butt back. It is. What, uh, let's, okay, since you What's it been, like 10 years? It's been it, too long, no matter what. Um, so, yeah. so <laughs> you and I, f- for... Two people who have very wide tastes that don't often overlap. We both have a mutual love of Family Guy. And I find that interesting. What are some of your favorite underrated Family Guy bits? Like bits or episodes? Bits. Just like a random joke or something that, you know. Uh, no, there's there's a mo- I don't know if it's like unpopular, but the, <laughs> the one, uh, um, it's like, the, you know that episode where Stewie like gets like, he like, um. I don't remember what he does. He like is on the roof and like his skin flies around the house. Oh, at the, at the yeah, end of the yeah. episode, he's like, "I flew today." Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have any ones? Brian's book always makes me laugh. <laughs> like, like <laughs> faster than the speed of love, and it's just this terrible book. Oh and I remember God. there was one episode. I think it was Meg. She was trying to get Brian to take her SATs for her because she he's like so smart, and then he bombs him completely. Um, <laughs> where she's she's just like trying to kiss up to him and like talking about his book or whatever and Stewie and Brian's totally falling for it and Stewie's sitting next to him like that's from the first page she didn't even she didn't even read the first chapter that's from the cover it's the quote on the cover and Brian's just like whatever I think it's so great no. <laughs> yeah Brian's uh, being an awful writer is always a big source of comedy um do you, like see. what do you think of Brian's character do you like him or is he just like garbage uh, I see a lot of myself in him, so yes, I kind of hate him. Oh my uh, god! Which speaks to some <laughs> deep-rooted psychological issues. Uh, I think he's, I he's think such he's pretentious. Yeah, he's like the voice of reason who's trying too hard to be the voice of reason because he's kind of like the straight man sort of, and it's like the straight man having self-awareness almost. And it, so I guess I can see why people would hate him. And he's you know a liberal like ugh, all the time, and you know that can be. Is he even like a liberal though? Like oh, yeah. He... He's right. like, of course he is. He hates. He's, he's such a fake. Oh my god. He spends. He rips on Fox News all the time. Like Foxy Lady, great episode. He's just about Rush Limbaugh and all that kind of stuff. No, he's. Eh. I never found him. He's not my favorite character. He's like the least interesting. Like I'd rather have a Mega episode than a Brian episode. He's just like always oh, got to like. Oh god, see that? No, no one. No one likes Meg. I know, but at least there's like some you can. <laughs> Except for comedy. That one history. episode where. Um, I do like that one mega episode. What is it? Where, uh, who, what did she do? She dated, uh, Quagmire. That was really funny. That was a good one. It was weird, but it was funny. <laughs> that was weird. Quagmire's dad is also weird episode, but I kind of like it. Another good family guy bit is Carl. I like Carl. Gas station Carl. He's funny. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. His yeah. random He's obscure funny. knowledge of like movies and TV shows. And he talks about like, he talks more about movies nudity than like their actual contents. He's like, oh yeah. Yeah. Deep Lag- Blue Lagoon. <laughs> awesome. Uh, if you pause it at one hour and 40 yeah. minutes, you see her. Like, like he knows all these details. It's really funny. Mort uh, also makes me laugh all the time. But I, no, He's hit and miss for me. Really? I, I love anything to do with, like, Jewish stereotypes or just, like, Like, he's a Jewish stereotype, yeah. but it's like, it's like, I don't know. 
Maybe I've just like heard too many Jewish stereotypes in my life. They're like not as funny anymore to me. Ah, that's, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, I know. Car- Carter Peter Schmidt when he's acting like a child is also funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, what about you? What are, what are some think ones you can think that of? That little that one that that bit that that Stewie that Stewie and Brian always go back and forth on each other where like they, he just keeps talking higher and higher voice. Oh yeah. Did you hear the, the the most recent episode? Like Stewie talked with his normal voice. It was weird. Did you see that? I didn't watch. I haven't seen any of the news, but I heard about it. Someone said it's like really weird. I want to listen to it. Well, yeah, because he's just been this British weird baby for twenty years. But it's just in general, it's like, eh. like what what happens? Uh, apparently, so he go. There's like an episode. They did an episode recently where it's him going to a psychologist with a psychologist played by Ian McKellen, which was funny. Um, where he just like goes through his trauma and he like says he's not gay and that his British accent is just like a mask of his. <laughs> Like he's kind of putting on a face, sort of, for the world. I don't know. It was weird, but the the oh, big God. highlight was that he talked in his normal voice. It was just like it's just weird. Um, like what's his normal voice? It just sounds normal. Like is it still Seth MacFarlane or? Yeah, it's still Seth MacFarlane. It just sounds like a guy. So he just sounds like Brian. No. Listen to it for yourself. It, you'll you'll be able to. I don't know. Track it down. Um, hmm. I'll try to think of another good bit. Uh, da, 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 da. Ah, man. Hmm. I remember another. Gosh. In one episode, it's probably the, it's like one of my favorite older episodes. Like the one where um Peter goes back in time, and because he like messes up with death or something, but it's really really good. Um, and then, and then at the end, they when instead of uh, at the end when instead of playing Johnny Be Good, he plays uh, Never Gonna Give You Up. <laughs> <laughs> on the freaking keyboard <laughs> oh my god that was good that's good stuff hmm. um what's another, what's another good one i don't know there's a bunch of them yeah I mean, the show's probably like past its prime but there's they still sneak in some weird stuff like the like the oh, cutaways yeah. are the bo- it's, are the it's one of those shows where it's like it's not really that great anymore it's basically like the simpsons like when it's on it's pretty rare but when it's on it's really great but most of the time it's kind of just like it's there they're spinning their wheels that's fine Everybody's got to do that eventually. Yeah, I'd like it to end and, and just seek and make that movie already. But I don't. I do, I don't want a Family Guy movie. It's just going to be Seth MacFarlane doing show tunes, and I just like I get it. I like the first fifteen oh, minutes that. of Ted Two was like a show tune, wasn't it? It's just so like we get it, guy. First five minutes. <laughs> it felt like ten. Ten to fifteen is what it felt like. But um, Ted Two was funny. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so. A little bit of news about this particular episode, I guess, just for you, Josh. Um, I'm not sure. Sh- okay. So far, just the way that we're talking, I'm not really feeling this one. So I think we need to delay it for a year or so and maybe add in a couple more uh, hosts. Oh, my God. Because right, right now, I'm just not sure about it. Is that all right? Actually, no, wait. We're only go- we'll only uh, go six months. You know, I, I, uh, on second thought, let's make it, let's make it a year. Let's make it a year. What for, are you? What are you doing to me? For Fox' sake. Uh, so this, this is in reference to Fox doing some shuffling of their release schedule. <laughs> Dark Phoenix is that what it's called? Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. X-Men yeah. Dark Phoenix, whatever, is being moved to February of next year, and then New Mutants has been moved all the way back to August of 2019. <laughs> we're, we're are we supposed to have seen it already? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god. Next month. Next month, right, right. It was right. supposed to come out in it was supposed to come out in two and a half in a year and a half. Yikes. Um obviously but, um, you're disappointed. Um Oh yeah. Is there any sliver of hope? Like I mean, so I don't know if you've read any like behind the scenes stuff on what may or be the yeah, cause I of did. this. I saw a little bit of it. Who is it? Collider. They put out a video. Um and I, I trust their people, but the um, the guy there, he said um, I think it was was it for Dark Phoenix. Yeah, Dark Phoenix. So it's like apparently like the reshoots they were gonna they can't do them until way late in the game, like and like fall. And the movie's supposed to come out in November. So instead of they're gonna just put back and not pull a Justice League, um, <laughs> which I guess that's you know do they a have smart any, decision. Do they have any facial hair to take care of that we know of, or are they good on that front? <laughs> um, and I mean, I seriously, God, I hope not. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not excited or interested in Dark Phoenix at all, but I was getting a little excited. And then New Mutants, what I heard is that apparently they're adding a, like a new character that's going to basically be in a lot of all the scenes that have, have already been shot. They're shooting a lot of the movie, but with a new character added. I heard they have do, two I don't know characters. what that's going to add to it. I, I don't know. It's one or two, but new characters that are going to be inserted into scenes they already have, so they're going to have to reshoot like half the movie. And then, obviously, that's going to take a while. How do they to do the that, movie but... that much to where they're willing to... S- basically respend the budget again to yeah and like it. like it's not and, is it really gonna do that bad if you just release it as is like obviously i want it to be a scary movie because i love horror but if it ends up being a good movie that's not that scary like i'm fine with that but even then it's just like i don't get why that's gonna take a year and a half to do and everyone's well, so booked up they can't they have a game of, don't forget they have a game of thrones girl and a stranger things guy in the cast so <laughs> that's gonna be tricky yeah, to yeah, get around but and then whatever Anya Taylor Joy, she's in high demand too. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's not good, but by any means. But I just wonder if the Disney thing has anything to do with it. It's like that's know. not even going to go through until the end of this year. It's it's lame, but like whatever. Hopefully, I I, I have low expectations for uh yeah. for Dark Phoenix and New Mutants. I'm curious about. I'm not like I'm not looking forward to it like you are, but. Uh, I don't think anybody is I mean, really. The thing is, is like I've like obviously movies get delayed off, but it's like I haven't dealt with something like not dealt with, but like the last time it, I, like it was a movie I was excited for something like this was what was the Harry Potter movie that could push back? Was it Half Blood Prince? Yeah, Half Blood Prince it was going to come out in November, and they pushed it back to July. I remember being really really pissed off about that. So that's the last time I can remember something this crazy happening. <laughs> yeah, they did it to BVS um, when it. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true, and that that didn't turn out that well. So yeah, they're like, oh, we need more time to like build the creative vision uh everybody's like no you're not <laughs> you yeah. just you don't want to go up against marvel <laughs> and they were smart for that even though the movie didn't make that much um so yeah just some random release date stuff i don't we're, we're living in the the renaissance of release schedules changing so it's just it's it's lit um but whatever i don't know uh, also randomly we got a dr doolittle cast which I know you were look you were pretty psyched up about. Is this the same yeah, Doctor like, Doolittle? I, I had no interest in this movie, but yeah, is this the same with, one from like, Eddie, you mean, Murphy? Like Eddie Murphy? Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's a reboot. Oh no, no, no! I mean, like, is it the same character? What do you mean? This is the Doctor. Like this, this character, Doctor Doolittle, can talk to animals, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I wasn't sure about. Did you did you not see, look? Did you read? Did you look at the picture? I did. I saw the cast and I saw all that. I just don't. I I'm just having a tough time wrapping my head around. We're redoing. Doctor Doolittle and like for real. I mean, <laughs> I know. I'm fine with it. I mean, the cast is. I mean, no, I'm not. I mean, John Cena is playing a polar bear. Yeah, that, that's that's all I need in my life. So, why is that such a cool thing? I don't understand. 
Like polar bear, like if he's playing a gecko, because it's, it's John true. Cena and he. And he it, I know, but polar bear just like because it's John so, Cena as a polar bear. It's funny. But what's it's funny just about a polar funny. bear? The guy's enormous. It, it, like it kind of would make it's sense. It's a polar bear. I don't know. Bear. I don't know. Whatever. Um, no, I just I, w- I was just having trouble wrapping my head around like we're actually doing, like really trying to make a good Doctor Doolittle movie. So I don't know. Whatever. If already Jay's in it, it'll be good. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he does post well, Tony Stark. So. Whatever. What? Even better. So. Yeah. Um, all right. That does it for movie news, I think. <laughs> Let's move on to the main event, the coup de gras, the Ubla Uzma of the episode. Steven Spielberg is a director who has built a pretty nice career, I would say, doing making movies and whatnot. And yeah. he has I'm, got another one coming out that I'm seeing tomorrow night actually so the way we see it there's no better time than to look at his filmography as a whole and count down our top 10 favorite steven spielberg movies so i am going to go first and i have got four honorable mentions first up are we gonna is... do the, um... i'm sorry are we gonna do the bump thing that we tried last time sure we can do that, do that. yeah why not or punt thing whatever yeah let's right. we'll do it in true <laughs> true top 10 style let's give that a shot uh i'll do my three you do your three right. i do my three you do your three we'll just, right. it'll be fun uh oh, good idea right. uh so a couple other mentions for me uh minority report uh with tom cruise um got saving private ryan tom hanks different tom uh nothing really bad to say against those movies well I don't really care for Minority Report's ending. I think it should have ended before we get the whole it was a conspiracy thing with um, James Cromwell or whatever. But everything leading up to it was really neat. Uh, this is like the most, like, <laughs> sometimes, I don't know why, but like, the you know the scenes before Tropic Thunder of like the fake movie trailers? Like whenever a movie yeah, yeah, yeah. talks about, like, sort of like makes fun of the movie industry and like points to um, like a movie that doesn't exist but it's like it's a kind of movie hollywood would make i don't i don't know if i'm explaining that very well but minority report is a thing i think of it's like tom cruise is a cop from the future you know directed by steven spielberg (laughs) i'm not explaining that very well but i feel like people who feel the same way will kind of get what i'm saying uh it seems like a a fake movie made for real like a movie that yeah i don't know whatever um saying private ryan really Really enjoyed it. I haven't seen it in a while. I haven't really had the urge to go back, which is um, nothing to say against the movie. It's just how you know, it's, it's Steven Spielberg, and I, there are some other options I like to go to. Jaws, another one. Uh, honorable mention just because of its brilliant execution, just the, the way that he made the movie and the story behind it uh, is just fascinating and the choices that he made and all that good stuff. Really dug it. And then Bridge of Spies is my last honorable mention. So, uh, Josh, why don't you give yours honorable mentions? Alright, uh, where I have... Uh, so, first honorable mention is War Horse. Really great movie. Uh, I think it's kind of underrated. A lot of people don't like it. It's just this horse travels from person to person on different sides of the war. And it's just, it's interesting to watch. It's really fun. A lot of really great emotional moments. Um, John Williams' score, I think, is one of his best. 
Uh, and it's just, it just, it captures that old school, like, adventure of Spielberg, but it's like World War II. It's got some really great war scenes, so I think it's great. The acting's great. Everyone's great. Uh, the other one, Minority Report, just watched it for the first time, like, um, but it's, it's an awesome movie, really interesting take on the future, um, the whole concept of stopping a criminal before they commit a crime or something, like, it's really thought-provoking, and it's like, it's really cool. I love Tom Cruise's in it. Um, what's his name? Uh, Colin Farrell is awesome in it. Um, and just, yeah, the whole way interesting future kind of stories I like a lot. And also, you look at the cinematography, I don't know if you remember, but it's like, it's really like washed out. It's yeah. like really like bright. And like at first, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of like weird, like gross looking. But like, it like, the more I thought about it and the more it kind of fits the like the tone of it all. So I really, really like that. Um, and then the one other is uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, wow. Um, Too low. Yeah. Um, Too low. <laughs> no. love. um yeah uh love this movie it's awesome kind of had a turnaround on it like a, two years ago or something um but it's really fun um talk about the we'll probably talk about one or two of the sequels later but um i love it and yeah it's harrison ford in his second most iconic role it's classic adventure you know what what, do I, what else do i have to say about it all right uh so yeah, get, get punched in the face yeah so my number 10 is a movie that I have seen a couple of times and is a part of one of my favorite genres of film, and that is the alien stuff, sci-fi, whatever. Uh, so Close Encounters of the, third t- of the Third Kind comes in at my number 10. you have this any higher? Oh. Don't. Okay. Uh, well, I I really enjoy it. I think that it's, it's beautiful. It's magnificently shot i mean the, the the scene of the kid standing in the doorway uh with like all the smoke and the backlights and all that kind of stuff it's just classic spielberg um and, and i really like the ending it's got a lot to say it's very deep and mystical and magical and it's classic it's just classic spielberg this is one of like the five movies i would think i would show somebody who'd never seen who didn't know who steven spielberg was this is one. I think it's one of the five movies I'd show him to like give him an idea who this person is and who the kind of director that he is. So uh, my number nine, and I just I might as well not even mention it because I know it's going to be higher on yours. Is Jurassic Park? That's going to be higher on mine. Yeah, thought so. Um, so my number eight is the Terminal, one I just saw for the first time recently. Do you have this higher? Oh uh, yeah, this is your number ten. Okay, great. Uh, well, let's yeah. talk about it, and then we'll you can. Go into your number nine. Uh, so I mean, Tom Hanks is just a charm machine, yeah. really. And this is just, this oh, yeah. is another entry into his. I'm basically in one location and I'm acting my butt off. Uh, filmography. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just yeah, yeah. I guess it's just genuine. It's just so sweet and uh, just not at all mean spirited when it so easily could have been. And the the relationship that he has with like. Uh, with the customs agent. I can't remember who played him, but uh, <laughs> it was just really funny about how much this guy hated him. Stanley Tucci, that's who it was. Tucci <laughs> gang. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was just He's so... Awesome. Yeah, love loved the Tucci. Um, but that's, that scene, the, their relationship especially was just so fun. And the how he meets up with Catherine Zeta-Jones, who just doesn't know he lives in an airport for the longest time. She's like, oh, wow, we keep running, <laughs> with it. Keep running into this guy at this airport. How weird. And <laughs> But I don't, honestly, other than like that one shot of him, uh, that like pullout where he's just standing in the middle of the terminal and the camera just pulls out into his, into his zoom, 
Uh, it adds yeah. like a beautiful shot and just uh, all that. But other than that, you really can't tell this is a Spielberg movie, which is like both a plus and a negative for me. Um, a plus in the sense that, you know, wow, Steven Spielberg actually made this movie. And negative in the sense that, like, anybody could have made this movie, sort of. And, like, Steven Spielberg could have done... I mean... Maybe Deuce done something I else. I think... I don't know. I think this. I think the Spielbergisms come with like the sentimentality of it. Like it's. I mean, that's kind of like his trademark thing in a lot of movies. Is like he kind of criticizes him for it. He's a little too sentimental with the way he tells his stories. But I, I love that about him. Um, this is like the definitive, like showing off of that. Um, because I mean, like you said, it's just. I mean, it's it's a harmless movie. It's yeah, super cutesy, fun. It's just like purely enjoyable for in like every. I just love it. I. I eat up everything about it. I've only seen it once, but I do want to revisit it because it's just like it's one of those movies you just watch to be happy. Yeah, it's a it's a Sunday afternoon movie, which is not the kind of movie he typically makes, but the ones that are good to have. Um, uh, cool. So that was your number ten. So why don't you move on to your number nine? Yeah, uh, my number nine is a movie that you can't stand, uh, and that would be Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know I'm in the probably 5% of the people on the planet that think it's better than Raiders, but to me, this movie is gives us a little more depth to Indy's character. I love how weird and dark and freaky... What is it? What exactly is just, the depth that they give um, Indiana Jones? I don't. It just like you give. It, he just has more of a, a character because in Raiders he's just kind of like I'm the greatest Indiana Jones. I'm whipping things and, yeah, and stealing stuff. But this what's the depth? Just, he, I don't know. It's it's the relationships that he has with hmm. other people, the way he interacts with other people. It just gives him more depth to me. It's, I think it's probably it's just him in Short Round that gives him a little more depth. Why do you like Short Round? And I love Short Round. Why? So, that's awesome for me. He's so cool. I no, like he's him. Not. He's, just, he's, he's annoying. Funny. He screams um, yes, ninety percent of the time. He's no, he's not annoying. He's fun. Willie's Willie's annoying. I hate Willie. She's They're both abysmal, equally but, annoying. Um, no, I think I hate her. But um, it's just I think it's a great movie. I think it's really well. I think it's um, really well shot. I love the score, like with the first one, and also effects are. I don't know. I don't know if I'd say groundbreaking, but they like there's a lot of practical effects and. The first Indiana Jones movie, some are dated, whereas this one I think hold up a lot better, and they look a lot more. And there's a lot more of them, and they look a lot more um, ambitious, and they're a lot more interesting. And again, it goes with the whole like weird, wacky, dark tone that it. I don't even know if you call it a dark movie, but it's a darker movie, and it's like I just love that whole. It's not a horror element, I guess, but it's just like a. I don't know, like a fantasy, a, like a twisted, and I love that. Um, and I also love uh, the villain. I don't remember his name, but the um, the big bald scary man. He's really cool and really fun. Uh, what's your number eight? Number eight is Saving Private Ryan. Okay, cool, cool. Bit of yeah. a bummer. Uh, I like the movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The only thing I um, I haven't seen that in a while, yeah. but like the thing that I keep remembering about it, and that comes back to me whenever I think about it, is that. That one character, the sniper guy who gets, like, stabbed, about how he just is a coward the entire time. He never gets mm-hmm. any, like, redemption or, like, never takes advantage of any opportunity and he just dies, like, unceremoniously. I don't know. I just, that, that, in a while, so I don't know if I remember. Yeah, I, I think it's, um, I can't remember the name of the actor, but I don't know. It, that's just always rubbed me the wrong way. But whatever. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's a really just it's a great war movie uh one of the best war movies but um like i said i haven't seen it in a while so i can't recall every 
like detail of what of like what happens in it tom hanks is amazing as always um even vin diesel is great in it and that's saying a lot um and yeah it's just the way it's it's just it shows the diversity of spielberg like he can make something as pure and lighthearted as like something like the terminal and then he can make something as depressing and dark and violent as this so it's just i love that about it too and the hole on the beach is one of the most intense things i've ever seen it's really well done um the story that tom hanks character goes through through i gotta say the the beach as great as it is the the best thing that ever brought to us was the sausage party spoof they had the oreo walking around carrying the back of the oreo (laughs) like it's oh that was great yeah 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 (laughs) oh god cool very cool what what was that what was the food that was putting its guts back into into his body i don't remember i think it was a can of soup (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 that's what it was i love that movie Uh, gotta watch that again Um, see if it holds up i know i know held up for you i just want to see if it will for me too so all right uh my number seven same yeah 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 my number seven is an adventure uh, shocking surprise it's an adventure movie it's the I guess it's technically, depending on how you define adventure movie, it's in the middle of my Spielberg adventure movies. It's one that uh, you specifically recommended to me and I fell in love with. Uh, the Adventures of Tintin. Hell yeah. Oh, wow. I love this movie. Tin- Tintin kicks ass. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Great animation. Really dig the voice cast. The story's awesome. There's... So many great set pieces, uh, and it's just, it's, it is that, like, old-timey movie serials kind of movie with the, you know, gotta go find some treasure, and those are just my, one of my weaknesses, and the fact that Spielberg made one is just awesome to me, and that the, not that he, even, that he made one, and the fact that he made one and didn't, like, he made this in addition to making Indiana Jones, it's like, it's weird, don't, don't you think? It's like it's like tomorrow Christopher Nolan announcing that he's directing Black Panther two. It's like, but you did kind of already just did that, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm glad he. I'm glad uh, Spielberg made it. It's just it's it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it seems like this should be a little bit like the Terminal. It should be produced by Steven Spielberg, directed by whoever. But he made it, and that's make take moves it up a notch. Really love this movie. Uh, let's see. My number six is a movie that you recently watched and hated, and I just want you to shut up for the next minute and a half while I Jerry man- while I not gerrymander. No, um, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Jerry, I got gerrymandering on the mind while I feel about story. I should say, Hook is a great movie. Hook is an amazing uh, film. It's not. Hook is godly. It is a gift to us as a society. <laughs> And it is one of the one of my favorite movies growing up, and lo and behold, it holds up fabulously on rewatch as an older, cynical, near death human adult male. So, don't want to hear anything you have to say against it, Josh. You're just take the L on this one. Uh, you even you even yeah, got so one your, terrible. I hate this movie. No, you even got it's the L in your last name. Movie. Just just, no, take the, I'm, I'm, just just take that one. No. No, 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 My number five is a movie that was in your honorable mentions that I'm very angry about. Raise of the Lost Ark. I give this movie about five melting Nazi faces out of five. It is awesome. 
It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. How could it not be? And <laughs> it is one of the best cases of, of a main character having literally zero impact on the movie because the Nazis found the Ark of the Covenant and they opened it. With Indiana Jones had nothing to do with that process other than help, kind of helping them get it. And I think this is, that's pretty legendary for Spielberg to make the first in this series almost completely irrelevant, which, you know, baller move on his behalf. Um, yeah, Raise the Lost Ark, it's probably the definitive contained uh, adventure story, and Spielberg and Ford, they just, they both sell it so well. Uh, and now I, I can't bring bring too much... Uh, new things of the conversation. It's just, it's great. Uh, so, Josh, your number seven. Right, before I get to my number seven, just gotta say, Hook, terrible, nope. I hate it. It's a garbage nope. movie. Nope, nope, and nope, I, nope, 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 nope. Yep, nope. I probably would have loved it if I was seven, too, but, you know. Um, uh, my number seven, is that where I'm on? Okay, seven. Hook is terrible. Um, my number seven is Catch Me If You Can. Rip. All right, save that for later. All right. Uh, number six is AI. <laughs> no, no, that's not even. Yeah, yeah. that is my. That's you. my number nineteen out of twenty-two. So you can take the floor on this one. Uh, yeah, I, I think this movie is one of the most underrated science fiction movies ever made. Okay. Um, it's so cool. I just I love the main character of um uh, in it. I think Haley Joel Osment is great. Um, I love, I mean, the cast overall is great, but I love the story. I think it's really, really interesting and like like Spielberg does, sentimental take on this kind of story. Um, and it's just, it's really heartfelt and it's really heartbreaking. I love it. It's really thought-provoking and I want to watch it again just to get a little bit more, see what else I can get out of it. I don't think it deserves some of the hate it gets. Um, and I think that the way where Stanley Kubrick kind of developed it, but never thought the technology was there to do it right. And then Spielberg kind of took pick up all and kind of, got things rolling um i think that was kind of a i mean it's unfortunate that stanley kubrick passed and then that happened but maybe should have been because i think so i i love it i know most people don't but uh i think it's great and it's my number six i liked it better when it was called pinocchio oh he said that he said that oh my god ah okay your number five josh uh my number five is indiana jones and the last crusade Mm, it's my number three, so we might as well talk about it now. Uh, okay. I mean, come on. It's Last Crusade. How great, how great is this movie? It's so great. Tank? Yeah. Come on. The the trials at the end with the cup and the, the, the walking on the stones? Come on. Yeah, 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 that whole... Good shit. Yeah, that whole final, like, 20-minute sequence, like, they're in there, you know, she dies, and, you know, they get the cup, and everything, everything in that final, like, finale is perfect. Like, it's mm-hmm. some of the best direct... Yeah, and when uh, I when, think this is probably the best adventure movie ever. Like it's, it's yeah. Oh, it's up there. It's up there. Uh, when uh, Indy gets his book signed by Hitler, like ah, uh, nothing better than that. Yeah, that was great. Iconic. That's great. Such That's a great fun moment. little gag. I'm worried about number yeah. five. Uh, I think it's gonna stink. I'm not. I don't know. It has to be better than Crystal Skull. I saw. I don't get the. I don't get the hate against Crystal Skull. It's I, awful. Maybe it's because I only awful. saw it. I saw. It, I saw it when it came out in theaters, and like I haven't rewatched it since, so maybe I'm just yeah rewatch it because I thought the same, and then I rewatched it. Maybe I'll I'll rewatch the entire series before five comes out if it ever comes out. How about that? We'll do retrospective too. We've good time. Sure. Um. Okay. When is that coming out? Twenty twenty. Yeah, sometime. I don't know. 
Uh, all right. My well, that was your number five. Yeah. Okay. My number four then, because I just I did my number five. Uh, Raise the Lost Dark. Uh, my number four is a movie that just came out a couple of months ago. Is my favorite of last year. It's The Post. The Post. I love this movie. Um, and now that I look at my list, I'm very. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I'm I'm very 21st century Spielberg. Five of my top of my top ten are all post 2000s. So, wonder what that says about me. Nothing good, I assume. Uh, but I've I talked quite a bit about the post on our favorites of the year episode. So I'll just kind of keep it brief. That it's just it's it's a journalism movie with all the all the wonderful little tropes, and it made me cry. And you know, I just I have a weakness for movies about historical events and Spielberg behind the camera is just I I think this is one of his best directorial efforts just in terms of camera work and how he shoots a scene and all that good stuff and yeah I can see myself revisiting this a dozen more times uh so my number four is the post my number three is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade uh so which we already talked about so Josh what's your number four Um, my number four is Jurassic Park. Ah, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, um, I don't. Did you say this was like an honorable match? It's my number nine. Or oh, okay, um, yeah, Jurassic Park. I don't know what else I can say about this movie that I've I've probably talked about it before, but but um, it's it's just like it's such a I, I honestly I'd call it a perfect movie because to me it's like everything a blockbuster should be. It's scary. It's fun. The characters are great. The action's great. The effects that are, I don't even know how many years old at this point, are still better than DC. Um, the score is iconic. The, it's just, true. Um, it's just, it's, it's so perfect blend of like horror and sci-fi and adventure with dinosaurs, which just makes everything better. And I love it. All right. Uh, so Jurassic Park at number four. Jurassic Park. <laughs> Park. Uh, what's your number three? That, that's that's what I would watch. Um, number three is Schindler's List. This is, I mean, your list is sad. It's not my favorite Spielberg movie, but to me, oh, it's probably one of the saddest movies I've ever seen. Um, I don't like. I mean, I probably throw this word out a little too often, but to me, this is kind of his masterpiece. I mean, because I mean, he is a Jewish director, so he does have. He also Wait, has a little what? bit of um, Spielberg. Oh, I get it now. I think it probably is one of his most personal movies, um, and. Just, I mean, there's a million things I love about it. I love the way it handles the topic. I love the way it, and it doesn't sugarcoat anything. It is really, I don't know if I'd say violent, but like, it's brutal. It's 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 a really raw like depiction of the Holocaust, and also tells a really great story. I'd say this is the closest to an important movie that's ever been made. At least historical movies. I don't know, man. I read that the Holocaust didn't happen, so. <laughs> no. I don't know. Uh, no, I just saw this for the first time a couple of... Uh, you never know. Yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. I mean, yeah. it's everything you said it is, but a big factor of my movie watching, how I evaluate movies is like, how do I see myself watching this again? If the answer is no, then I kind of don't really think of it very highly i guess which is nothing to say the quality that it has it just doesn't occupy a a very big part of my brain i guess where 
Uh, right now, it's my 15th out of 20, 22, so that's not great, but I certainly respect it. I, def- I respect what Spielberg did and the story that he was trying to tell. It's just something I can't... It's just such a bummer. <laughs> and I guess... I yeah, just, but I mean, I mean, that's why I love it. But. Yeah, I just don't think that's what movies... Uh, that's Those aren't the kind of movies that I particularly like. I mean, I... I mean, yeah, I like movies that are. I have. There's a lot of movies I like that are sad and where bad things happen. But this one is just so overbearingly on one side of just. Oh my god, this was horrible. <laughs> like even that's the thing about it is like even when he gets when he saves them, it's like it's ah. still like he could have saved more, and you know, still so many people died. It's like it's even when it's happy, it's sad. And uh, it's also just I think from a movie perspective, it might be a little bit too long. I think three hours is pushing it. Uh, <laughs> But I do. You do have to really give a feeling of what it's like to be him and the situation, all that. So I don't know. I've seen it once. Now I can say that I've seen it, and I don't have to think about it again. Hopefully, Uh, (laughs) cool. So uh, my number two is actually I I should say my number two and my number one kind of fluctuate a little bit. But I think I'm happy with this order. I just I just don't know how long I'll be happy with it. my number two is a little movie called Lincoln. Ow! Uh, f- obviously, long, just along with Cody, I'm a big history person. Uh, I, I f- love reading about history and all the people who made it and uh, to find it. And Lincoln has always been one of my favorite figures. Like, he's been just about everybody's. He's the... <laughs> He's like the Dark Knight of presidents, and just like, oh, your favorite president isn't Lincoln. Stop trying. Don't try so hard, bro. Um, uh, I just think he's a fascinating figure. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis plays him brilliantly. It tells a really fascinating story, a very contained uh, story of just trying to uh, was it uh, like pass the one of the amendments? I don't remember off the top of my head. One of the teens uh, outlawing slavery, and you get to see. They're kind of battling two fronts. They're not just having to battle the uh, battle of the South, who are they're still in the middle of the Civil War. They're also battling the people in the North's House of Representatives who don't who want to keep their slaves. And it's just the the way that Lincoln handles both of those things. You really get to see, uh, you know, who knows how truthful it is. I it's even if you're ninety nine percent sure, you're it still was a hundred whatever years ago, and you're working off second, third hand accounts, but. Um, you do get to see how great, how skilled of a negotiator and how smart of a <laughs> manipulator and just an overall thinker and a mind that he was. And um, Spielberg adds to it just the way, with the way he shoots this movie um, and the the direction and all the brilliant lighting and camera angle choices that he make he chooses to to utilize and. Uh, I just, uh, I just, I fall in love with this movie every time I see it, and it's my go-to. Um, wow, something awful just happened in the political world. I need to remind myself how how good things can be if if the right person's leading the ship is at the at the front of the line, so to speak. So, Lincoln, my my number two. I know it's not in yours, so whatevs. Uh, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is Jaws. Um, I'm yeah. surprised. Is, is your uh, number one bigger Jaws? It's got to be. Oh yeah, actually it is actually. Okay. Um, he hasn't made it yet, but it's I know it's number one. Yeah, it's um, gonna be number one. Yeah, yeah Jaw did well. Jaws to me, it's like it, it's I don't know if I call it a horror movie. Some people do, some people don't. I don't really know if I do, but um, way 
like the way this movie was made is like i mean it's, i, I kind of call it game changing like maybe not per se this movie was you look at it and it was like this movie should have been destined to fail and it's one of the biggest successes of all time like everything went everything that could have gone wrong went wrong on set like the, the that shark like would never work so instead they just never showed him and it worked out for the better because it's um i saw this movie when i was i want to say 12 11 something like that i did not go in the ocean again until i was almost 18 years old um it's really really scared me and the characters still stick with me i love um chief brody he's one of my favorite characters um i think hooper is fun and i think quint is just such a really i i i mean i consider him iconic i think he's so weird and creepy but really funny and i love the like camaraderie between the three um i love the family too i think they're all great um and i just that's what i love about the movie is that like it's a really scary really intense movie all the way through and it has some of the most intense scenes in any of his movies it's really violent at times but it's also kind of a drama and it has heart and it has like a family story at its core and like it's just such a great kind of blending of drama and horror and thriller all this kind of stuff and i think it's it works perfectly to me i love it um i watch it probably multiple times a year it's one of my favorite movies ever i think it's almost as perfect as it gets with spielberg so i i love it uh my number one is something you talked about a little bit earlier i think it was your seven something like that catch me if you can um this is this has always been my favorite Spiel- Steven Spielberg movie simply because, well, I wouldn't say always because it does fluctuate a little bit, but it's always been in the top two um, simply because it was the first of his I ever watched. I remember um, some night uh, when I was maybe 13, somewhere between 10 and 13, um, uh, during the summertime, me and my dad would used to uh, put up a tent in our backyard and we would <laughs> we would like run an extension cord and we'd make popcorn we'd bring a little tv out and we'd watch a movie out in a tent outside i don't know why we did it but it was fun and one of i think maybe the first time we ever did that the movie we watched was catch me if you can which my parents randomly had on uh on dvd and i remember i remember exactly what it was like <laughs> when uh uh you know we went out there and my dad because he's just uh he <laughs> First, he has a superpower of just falling asleep within 15 seconds like he's you know got some sort of superpower i guess uh i st- specifically remember after he fell asleep just sitting there watching the movie with my chilly cold uh popcorn and watching this movie and falling in love with it and i've i try to watch it close to christmas time whenever i am not harry pottering uh harry potter reing i don't know uh, and it's just, it's, it's a combination of three of my favorite people to ever contribute to the film medium with DiCaprio, Hanks, Spielberg behind the camera and Christopher Walken, uh, doing Christopher Walken things. Um, it's my favorite. Do I want to say this? Do I want to say this, Josh? Hmm? I'm going to say it. What do you want to say? It's got my favorite score of all time by John Williams. Uh, and... Hot take, I know. Ah, so good. Um, and yeah, it just oh, it brings back good memories. And the movie itself is uh really great. Love the character Frank Abagnale. 
his story is awesome, and it's just, this is the perfect example of a movie that is that you can be a drama without um, having it undercut by the comedy bits, and you can have a light movie that also a light and fun movie that also has some really hefty dramatic scenes. And Spielberg just toes that line brilliantly. And Tom Hanks, one of my favorite Tom Hanks roles, easily top five. Carl Hanratty. Carl Hanratty, uh, so great. Um, why isn't why isn't Leo worked with Spielberg again? What the hell? Too too busy, I guess. I don't, I don't know, know. But come on, come on. I don't know what. Let's see what what I mean, Leo. Look at, look at the movies Spielberg has made. What could he have put him in? BFG. He could have been the BFG, right? No, I don't know. <laughs> he was never. He would never do that. I know. I know. But yeah, a boy can dream. Um, yeah. I would definitely like to see those two hook up again. That'd be that'd be pretty sweet. Uh, so yeah, my number one is Catch Me If You Can. Uh, your number one is what? I'm trying to figure it out. I can't think of it for some reason. Oh, now I know. Never talked mind. about it a million times. Yeah, no, I just I. My number one is uh, ET. I think I've talked about it in at least five of our lists at this point. But that would, I that would be my number worship. one if that was not if that was a porg instead of a whatever ET is. I would easily. I could easily you, say that's my number one. Why do you care one. with that? He's. Why do you care that he's so ugly? I mean, it's kind of the thing that you're supposed to look at and root for. You know, I don't know. Chewie's not exactly the most. Chewie's adorable. Like, he's like covered adorable in, thing he's in covered the world. In fur. But... He's like nine. Yeah. Okay, imagine what a Chewie hug the, would be. In the first like. movie, he would probably feel like a hairbrush that's been used. Yeah, I like Chewie. I just don't. I just hated ET from the, from the get go. I just hate him. Yeah. Um, so actually, s- similar thing to your Spielberg movie I ever saw. Um, I saw it when I was really young, like six or seven. Um, and it's kind of those, one of those movies that like you just watch as a young kid. And you're like, oh, this is fun, you know, cute adventure. The sad part happens. You sit, your mom covers your eyes, that kind of thing. Uh, but then and when you get older, revisit it, appreciate it more and more. gets more, kind of has more depth. You see the more layers that is in it. Um, that's kind of how it's happened for me. That's how I watch it. I love it more. I get more emotionally uh, just broken every time I watch it. I I am a mess watching this movie. Like uh, the entire second half, pretty much from the second they find ET, the hill sprawled out like pale, like dying to the basically final shot of the movie where he, where he goes home. Um, it's just like I am so like emotionally all over the place. And so just uh, to me, it's the whole story. I mean, I could talk just about the third act act alone for a while um the whole movie the, the friendship between et and elliot is amazing uh what's his name the performance uh i don't remember the actor um that plays elliot uh he's one of the uh henry thomas he's one of the best child performances i've seen probably ever uh, um young drew Mar- young drew barrymore is great um and just or everyone in the, everyone's great the, all the kids characters are really great to me overall just the way the story plays out it is so it's just such a perfect blend of this adventure drama and uh, kind of coming of age story and um, a little bit of science fiction all rolled into one. I, pr- I mean, I, I think I might even love it. Man, it might, it might be my, my top five favorite movies of all time. Maybe top three. My, my top three are like, obviously, it's Empire Star Wars and then Lion King. I might love it even more than that. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's one I'd have to think about, but it's it's up there. It's super high up there. I love this movie, and it just it gets me more every time I watch it, and it will probably always stick with me. And you don't like it because the main alien looks like a rolled-up piece of gum. I just, I can't help it. That's, 
That was my first reaction when I saw it as a kid, and I just haven't been able to shake that. I'm telling you, if it was if if it was not E.T., if it was something else, I would love the movie, but it just isn't. Also, that's such a dumb reason, though. It's not. I mean, it you know, you know it kind of is. I don't think so. Imagine trying to watch Star Wars and Darth Vader, same voice, same everything, looked like um, I don't know, looked like <laughs> Vern Troyer. Are you, are you serious? You'd be able to <laughs> you'd be able to take that movie seriously and you'd be fine with it. What's wrong with that? It looks silly. Yeah. And it's I hate. Fine. I don't know. I hate I'd be, this. Be fine with it. No, you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. Uh, Kylo Ren looks like a, a spoiled brat, and I love him. That doesn't look like it. What? Look like a spoiled brat. He's handsome. He's Adam Driver. He's beautiful. Uh, weird thing I just no, found out. No, like he looks like a little bitch. So what? He is. His character is a little bitch, so it totally works. Um, one yeah, of the things I just also, found out. He's also menacing. And, hmm. Yep. E.T.'s not menacing. Um, I guess he is in a way. Um, but no, we were just talking about uh, how um, how we... Like this is the first Spielberg you saw this, and Catch Me If You Can was the first Spielberg I saw. And for the for the most part, the first thing of something that you see that you fall in love with kind of sets your taste. So like, Dark Knight was is was never not gonna be, or Batman was never not gonna be one of my favorite Batman movies just because that was what I saw first. And that kind of goes the same with E. T. Is that I saw Mac and Me first, and I've just always loved that one more than this because it's. To me, it's just like that's my first. What is? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I haven't seen Mac and Me. I just thought that'd be funny. Okay. Now I want to. It's, okay. I'll, I'll watch Mac and Me before I watch. I'm, I'm looking that up. Again. Oh my god! What is that thing? Yeah. See, it's even worse. That's disgusting. That looks like a monkey. I'd still, I'd yeah. still watch it. It's so bad. It's the most blatant ripoff ever, and I love it. My favorite, my favorite subgenre of cinema is blatant ripoffs, which like Mac and Me and ET and like all that. That's that's something I'd I'd love to pursue. That'd be a great career. <laughs> just I'm gonna take what's popular. I'm just gonna completely rip it off. Yeah, it'd be funny. I just think it'd be funny. Um, so yeah, cool. <laughs> um, well, that's it for Spielberg. Those are the lists. Um, not too many in common. We've Catch Me If You Can in common. Last Crusade. Raiders was in your honorable mention. Jurassic right? Park. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So we don't have those in common. See, only a couple, only only a few. That's that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Et number twenty one out of twenty two. Yikes! Do better. Uh, no. No. We'll see. Put Lincoln I, lower. I would put the chances at Ready Player One being on my list at like on my top ten list at probably like zero percent. Uh, just because I don't know how I would feel about putting Ready Player One over Schindler's List, even if I liked it more. That would just feel I'd feel unclean almost. So. But we won't have to wait long to see um, how that stacks up. So let's move on to have less than 24 hours. So yeah, yeah, I'll be probably be as of this time tomorrow. I'll be watching the movie. I think. Yeah, neato. Uh, watching, reading, listening to. Why don't you go first? Okay. Um, what have I been watching, reading, listening to? Really, just a lot of Spielberg movies. Um. Let's see. Um, I can just talk about how terrible Hook is. No. Because I watched that recently. Nope. Yeah, I no. might. I might. No, I'm not going to do that. No. Um, you know what? I'll talk about Tomb Raider because I saw it and I wasn't on the episode. Uh, Tomb Raider is really good. I had a lot of fun. It's okay. 
and it was cool and it's the best movie ever it's not saying much but that's 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 true um which Kendra's great um it's a fun adventure um i don't understand your uncharted argument at all but i also don't want that movie to happen anymore so i don't really care um and cool and i really want to see a sequel even though it probably won't happen it's tomb raider yeah you know what it's surprisingly doing or is it doing well i don't know i'm not keeping up yeah, I'm a bo- I'll box office mojo. Uh, so production budget ninety four million. It's made two hundred twelve so far, with a twenty eighty split. It's twenty percent domestic, and it's made eighty percent of its money overseas. So that is that's a sequel. That's uh, getting a sequel, no doubt about it. Um, yeah, cool. Pacific Rim is also seeing a pretty similar split. That's budget at one fifteen. Is made it's made that worldwide with twenty percent in the states and eighty percent worldwide. So. For whatever reason, those properties seem to translate. Did you see that? Uh, no, I think I'm going to see it in the next couple of days. Um, but I don't know. If it depends yeah. on how bored I am, because I'm I'm curious to see where it f- fails and or succeeds. So I don't know. Who the hell knows? Um, all right. As for me, uh, let's see. I recently saw Unsane, the latest Steven Soderbergh picture. I don't like it, but I don't. I guess I respect the technique, even though it's not really a technique. It's just a. It's just kind of playing around. Just using with a phone technology. Yeah, it's. I mean, they shot the movie with an iPhone, and I guess that's cool. Um, but I don't think that made the movie any better or worse. You know, and I guess it's cool that they didn't use a phone. Like, they didn't make the phone a gimmick. Like, we see a story from the perspective of somebody's phone or anything like that. It was pretty, pretty conventional. It, se- it seems like it, it seems like it just was done so we could see if he could do it. And yeah, probably. It. I don't mind that. I like, I like, I like being experimental on a somewhat, um, somewhat big scale, and. Uh, I think Soderbergh. I like he pushes he pushes the boundaries, and he he's a guy who tries to see what he can get away with, and I certainly respect that. But the mo- as a movie, eh, it was all right. Um, I don't. I haven't thought about it at all since I saw it. Um, and just the story overall is a bit of a turnoff because it's it's about a girl who gets put in a she gets voluntarily committed to a mental asylum because she tells a therapist that she's suicidal and a guy that had been stalking her is working at the hospital and it's just very it's just really unpleasant and like i like unpleasant but it's kind of got to be fun unpleasant and this one was just really unsettling so and it wasn't i don't know it it, it was just too real i think <laughs> Like it was almost like this was actually happening to somebody, which is just horrific. So I don't know. I I can't say I recommend it, um, but it's you know it's interesting enough. Uh, and then just last night I watched I rewatched Whiplash for the first time in a few years, and damn that movie's good. Ah, <laughs> uh, I kind of yeah. initially dismissed it as a like I saw it and I thought it was good, um, but as like uh, as award season kind of chugged along it just it start things i started to remember were jk simmons yelling and and he's a he's a hell of a yeller but it just seemed like 
people were latching on to, well, J.K. Simmons yells a lot, and that's it makes it good, which I like yelling, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. But uh, upon rewatch, I just it re- I realized how genius of a movie this actually is, and how smart it is, and just the 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 things that Damien Chazelle did here were just were really experimental from like a storytelling perspective of having a main character who is so the main char- not even a main character but basically every character but the dad and the and his girlfriend Nicole his former girlfriend Nicole are all unlikable like the music students they're all kind of douchey and sort of jerk offs and so are the two main characters so you really don't have anybody to root for you just get to see this twisted relationship play out and I think it totally works, uh, and I just I really I really like I really really like Whiplash. Don't know if I like it more than La La Land. I think they're different experiences, but I definitely gained a deeper respect for uh, for this movie, and I'm r- even more excited to see what uh, Chazelle's got coming down the pipe with First Man. So good times to be had. Um, so yeah. That'll do it for me. Um, Josh, any final thoughts? Any last-minute musings? Nope. I think that is it. All right. Well, Ready Player One premieres tomorrow, and we'll hopefully be talking about that in the next few days. So until then, you can follow us at underscore Reflex on the Twitter. Leave us an iTunes review. And until next time, Josh, uh, take it easy. Goodbye.